And may I say, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. You say, Preacher, do you have any uh, people in America watching you? You'll be surprised, even at this late time in the wee hours of the morning. You know why? Because people who listen to me, they'll call their friends. He finally made it. He's extremely late tonight, but he's up. I hope you got a nap. So uh, he's preaching now. He's live. Okay. It's all right now. God bless you. <laughs> and they, my, my, my staff does not have to, but they're up monitoring things and making sure everything goes all right. I sent my daughter, Danielle, early, earlier today. She texted me and said, Pop, good morning, Pop, I love you. It was in the evening, afternoon, afternoon time. And I lovingly sent her, as I always do, a smiling face, thumbs up or something. But I saw an owl, and I hit the owl, and I sent the owl to her because I, I got some, I have some uh, family members who, they stay up all night long. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and that's a blessing. And this is, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. This is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 682, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version, each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single, true, non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, beloved, we're reading 1 Chronicles chapter 10, verse 10. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. And have it to be so, Lord, no matter what time of the day we pray. No matter how tired we may be. Lord, help us to always pray what we mean and mean what we pray. And if we lose our chain of thought, if we, uh, our minds wander, help us to go back to the point where we can remember and pray like we should to you. Help us never to play, but to pray. 
And Holy Father God, I thank you for uh, your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is sitting at your right hand, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. Thank you for the salvation wrought through him. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And I, I truly mean that, Lord. I mean, you brought us all the way through by faith. As the old black saints used to sing, we've come this far by faith. And that is certainly true. And so, Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, for those of us who name the name of Christ, for those of us who are true believers in Jesus Christ, in my family, in this audience, in this country and around the globe, for Jesus Christ's sake, tonight, please forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults, and all disobedience, and all grieving, and forgive us of our sins of grieving and quenching your Holy Spirit, and all unrighteousness. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would crush and crucify our flesh, and the old man within us tonight afresh and anew, and fill us, Lord, with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, of your Holy Spirit. But God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. Even Lord, tonight in the wee hours of the morning, deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, do right, talk right, and act right. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, I pray not only for my family and my children, but all of the families and children represented here in this audience and in this country and around the globe. And Lord, I pray tonight that you will help us to truly humble ourselves, to stop thinking so highly of ourselves. Help us to humble ourselves for those of us who are truly saved and born again, and help us to pray and to seek your face and to turn, Lord, from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight for the salvation of my wife, Marika White, a person that I have been praying for for over 34 years, 35 years in a few days. And Lord, I know it's hard for uh, human beings to understand how that a person can be stuck in religion and lost it is simply because of pride. And my wife has it very bad, and so does her family. It's a double pride problem. Uh, Pharaohistic pride, which is deadly, and uh, leads people to hell. It, le it led Pharaoh uh, to drown in the sea and to go to hell. 
It's a dangerous sort of pride. And then her natural Jamaican pride is very dangerous and very hard-headed and very stubborn. So I pray not only for her, but I pray for her mother. I hope her father got saved. He's dead now. I pray for her siblings, and I pray for her aunts. I pray that your Holy Ghost would arrest their hearts and not give them rest until they believe in Jesus Christ and repent. And Lord, as you know, I'm not picking on my wife and her family, but they're in so much danger. I thank you for giving me the liberty to pray for them publicly. And also, Lord, I'm praying for my own mother, who I believe is religious and lost. And I pray for my sisters, our little family that's left, there's just a few of us now, uh, to have gone on. I believe my dad is in heaven. I hope my brother is. And Holy Father God, I pray <coughs> for the salvation of those who are lost in this audience and their lost family members. I pray for the families that have been left behind out of the University of Idaho uh, tragedy and out of the University of Virginia tragedy. Lord, uh, help them to turn their hearts towards you. And Lord, I pray for the salvation of the lost in this country and around the globe. Revive those of us who are saved. Heal those of us who are sick. And keep us all healthy and strong in these perilous and dangerous times. For those of us who are saved, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will uh, comfort those who are grieving and mourning in this country and around the globe and uh, draw them to yourself by your power for salvation. And Holy Father God, tonight, again, thank you so much for what you allowed us to accomplish on yesterday. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here tonight. And I do pray, and I thank you for giving me your strength and grace to rejoice in, to glory in, to take pleasure in, to be cheerful in my afflictions and my distresses my tribulations and my troubles and my trials and my temptations and tests and tensions and persecutions. At the same time, Lord, I thank you for the privilege to pray to you, to ask you to deliver me from these things. So tonight, lift all of my burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts for those of us who are saved in my family, in this audience, and around the world. And Lord, deliver us tonight from all of our distresses and all of our um, afflictions. Deliver us tonight, Lord, from all of our persecutions. Deliver us, Lord, tonight from all of our <clears throat> 
tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions tonight. I give them all to you. I cast all of my cares upon you, for Lord, I know that you care for me. You've proven that thousands of times over. If you, if you add up everybody in my immediate family, millions of times over. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that. And I pray, Lord, tonight that you will uh, deliver us from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems and troubles and difficulties that we're facing. And Holy Father God, thank you for all of the things that you've delivered us from in the past. And thank you, Lord, also for allowing things to be as well as they are. Thank you for remembering mercy, love, and grace in the midst of worldwide chastisement of the church, worldwide uh, dealing with the world to draw them to yourself, to draw your people back to yourself. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, once again, that you bless and protect, Lord, my family and all of my children particularly, Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, Naran, Danielle, and Quazia, and uh, Lord, all of my offspring, and I do pray that you will bless them and protect them where they are, bless us all and protect us where uh, we all are, and do the same for all of the people who are with me tonight and their families who are saved, and for all of the people in uh, this country and around the globe who are born again and saved, and we pray for the salvation of the lost. We pray, Lord, tonight that you would place upon us the whole arm of God. We pray that you will surround us with a band of your holy angels. We pray, Lord, tonight that you will cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Lord, have it to be so that all that we say and do be done for your glory, praise, and honor and for the glory, praise, and honor of Jesus Christ. For it is in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. I pray, we pray, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, at First Chronicles chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for to Shechem were all Israel come to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was in Egypt, whither he fled from the presence of Solomon the king, heard it that Jeroboam returned out of Egypt. And they sent and called him. So Jeroboam and all Israel came and spake to Rehoboam, saying, Thy father, 
made our yoke grievous. Now therefore ease thou somewhat the grievous servitude of thy father and his heavy yoke that he put upon us, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Come again unto me after three days, and uh, the people departed. And King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men that had stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, saying, What counsel give ye me to return answer to this people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou be kind to this people, and please them, and speak good words to them, they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel which the old men gave him, and took counsel with the young men that were brought up with him, that stood before him. And he said unto them, What advice give ye, that we may return answer to this people, which have spoken to me, saying, he somewhat the yoke that thy father did put upon us. And the young men that were brought up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou answer the people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it somewhat lighter for us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger, shall be thicker than my father's loins. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for the divine power of your holy word above all other books. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for giving me the privilege to read it. I pray that you grant all of us the grace to obey it and to live by it. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. My daughter, my daughters are concerned about the camera. Uh, and I did not mention it tonight, but I'll old camera is kaput right now and we we are waiting on getting that uh, fixed uh, and uh, and I'm going to start praying about that publicly too uh, from now on if God would remind me um, I pray about it privately because I have always never wanted to be seen as the prosperity gospel preachers but uh, those of you who love the Lord and you thank God for this sometimes hard ministry, uh, I want to encourage you. Uh, we, we need uh, at least $20,000 to replace everything and get everything fixed. Uh, and to have the money we need to operate uh, the ministry properly going forward. So uh, 
right there on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, is a way to give and uh, several ways to give. And uh, any way God leads you. And I'm only talking to people who have money in the bank. I don't want anybody to sacrifice at this time. Every dime you get, you need to take care of your family. And don't believe the lie that you cannot have Thanksgiving. That's a lie to hell. It's a lie to hell. You can have Thanksgiving if you pray and ask God for it. There were there were a couple of Thanksgivings while we were uh, together as a family. We had to pray hard. One Thanksgiving we didn't have the money for a turkey. We ended up with three turkeys. So God will answer your prayers. I don't care how high the price is. God can have somebody give you a turkey. By the way, if you go to Kroger's, if you spend $100 at Kroger's, uh, for your Thanksgiving, if you God, God has blessed you with that amount, they'll give you a free turkey of any size. So take advantage of it. But uh, if God has blessed you financially, be a blessing to us. By the grace of God, I've been here for you for going on seven years each day, nearly each day. And uh, this particular season, I normally sweep through from September the 15th, my birthday, and my children's birthday as well, all the way through December the 25th. This year, if God gives me the strength, uh, it's going to be all the way through uh, watch night service. And then we're going to commence our annual 40-day fast, as we usually do, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live. Okay? So, um, thank you, Daniqua. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, for, uh, thank you, Daniel Ezekiel, for letting me know things like that. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, uh, the family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. Make sure that that is still going good. No, you don't need to move it. You don't need to move anything. You don't need to move anything. Make sure it's, it's, it's still going good. Is it, is it still going as it should? Okay, fix it. the treasury of David. And uh, I was a little bit hesitant to tackle this as a part of our devotions uh, because this was a, a lifetime work of the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. 
And I'm so glad I started it. And by the way, we're heading towards number 200, episode number 200. And um, it's been one of the most popular devotionals, devotional aspects of our reading of the Bible in devotional books. The Treasury of David. This is episode number 197. We're at Psalm 1832. It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. Dr. Spurgeon continues, Surveying all the armor in which he fought and conquered, the joyful victor praises the Lord for every part of the panoply, the girdle of his loins earns the first stanza. It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. Girt about the loins with power from heaven. The warrior was filled with vigor far above all created might, all created might, and whereas without this wondrous belt he would have been feeble and effeminate. Oh, oh, you don't want that. With relaxed energies and scattered forces, he felt himself, when braced with the girdle of truth, to be compact in purpose courageous and daring and concentrated in power so that his course was a complete success. So undisturbed by disastrous defeat as to be called perfect, have we been made more than conquerors over sin and has our life hitherto been such as becometh the gospel? Then let us ascribe all the glory to him who gird us with his own inexhaustible strength, that we might be unconquered in battle and unwearied in pilgrimage. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for that delightful encouragement from a saint of old. He being dead yet speaketh. And he would have us to give you the glory, praise, and honor for this blessing. And that's what we want to do, give you all of the glory, praise, and honor for this uh, blessed devotional time around your word. Help us never to forget what we heard today. And help us all to walk in your strength and with your might. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Beloved, we're still, uh, I don't know if this is the second day, second uh, night, or the third night, but we are still in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. The Holy Bible reads, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. And that is unnecessary if you love your children. It's unnecessary to do that. They may get angry with you. They may get mad at you. 
because you rebuked them or you did not let them have their way or you chastised them. That's, that comes with the territory, my beloved fathers, and you want to have to deal with that. And the last thing on earth you want is your daughters to be mad at you. It's one thing with the sons, they'll be mad a day or two, and I mean a day, maybe an hour, and then they'll, they'll be all right. But you don't want your daughters mad at you because you, you have a special love for your daughters. And when, and you, but as a father, you have to protect your daughters. I remember one time that uh, my, my daughter, Danny, had already graduated from college and had a wonderful, seemingly wonderful internship opportunity. They had already given her her nurse's vest and all of that and name tag and everything. She was very excited. And, uh, but the Lord put a check in my spirit about it. And, um, and I, I told her she couldn't do it. And uh, she was mad as fire at me. And uh, I told her she needs to find something else. Uh, she 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 did not like it at all, and uh, she stayed mad at me for a while. But you know what she did, as she always did. My oldest daughter, Danny, she would go ahead on and do what I told her to do. And by her being obedient, God has blessed her tremendously, tremendously. Uh, on the other hand, I have a daughter who. Didn't do like Danny. Uh, you know, be mad for a while and then go ahead on and do what I told you. And um, and because of that, things have not gone as well for her as they could have gone. And uh, and uh, and they won't go as well as they could have gone uh, until she apologizes for her behavior, uh, bad attitude, uh, while under my roof, not helping her siblings. And Danny did all of that. Danny was, even while she was mad, she kept on doing her work. She did her work, her ministry work, business work, school work, family work, household work. She was not too mad. She was not willing to make my tuna fish for me. My oldest two daughters would make my bowl of tuna fish so perfectly, so wonderfully. So why didn't you let your wife do it? Because my wife is unsanitary, and uh, I can't do that. And when I found out that she was that way, I had to stop her from fixing my food. And, uh, and, I, and if I have to watch you make it, I might as well just have somebody else to do that. I didn't have to watch my daughters, uh, and they would fix other things for me that I would like to have. And they worked hard, my two daughters. That's why when uh, they uh, left the house, I wanted them to have everything, and they have it, and they've been so blessed. Uh, you know why? Because they, they, those girls worked, man. I'm telling you, my oldest two daughters, they worked hard. Ministry-wise, business-wise, school-wise, family, household-wise. And it's sad but true. 
their mother should have been watching them, but it's so sad. Uh, my wife, who's with me here tonight, was so untrustworthy and, uh, and, and, and so uh, devious and so forth that the children had to watch her. You see, see, that's what I don't like about you. You're not going by the rule books of the evangelicals and the Protestant to Baptists and so forth. And your wife should be always right and never wrong. And you should never say anything negative about your wife in front of your children and so forth. I, I didn't have to say anything negative. From the time my daughter Danny was two years old, she would look at her mother and just shake her head. She would ask me, she probably asked me this about 10, 15, 20 times. Why won't mommy just do right? Why won't she just do what you tell her to do? And, and all I could tell her was, Danny, to me, it is just stupid. That's all I could say. That's all I could say. I didn't call her stupid. I just said what she's doing is just stupid. And all of them rolled their eyes a thousand times at least at her foolishness and her rebelliousness and her stubbornness and her pride. And so it came to a point when they, the girls got of age, they didn't have to do the dirty work. I made my wife do the dirty work. She had to wash all of the dishes. She had to take care of the trash, clean the house, all that kind of stuff. But the fun stuff like cooking and baking and all of that, my daughter Danita loved to bake. And uh, every now and then we would have a oatmeal cake that'll make your tongue slap your brain out your head. We got that oatmeal cake um, recipe from a health food store, a seven-day seven day Adventist health food store, the best health food stores in the world, a seven-day Adventist. However, I, I, I know many seven-day Adventist people from those health food stores. And uh, and uh, uh, I will not recommend total vegetarianism. You hear me? Okay? Because I know one woman, the doctor told her, girl, you need to eat some meat. And then I know of two men, one white, one black, I often wonder why the black guy always wore a hat in the store. Well, he was bald-headed. And the white guy was bald-headed, too. Before their time. Why? Because they were not eating meat. I, I, so I'm, I'm all for vegetarianism, veganism. And I think that you ought to do that most of the time. But you better, you better eat some milk, uh, meat, man. And if you can tolerate milk, you need to drink some of that, too. <clears throat> and, and, and people who have skin issues and things, if you don't get the proper protein, if you don't go get you some, uh, what was the protein drink's name, that has 20% protein, 30% protein, you, you're not going to heal up, Jack. You're not going to heal up. And the woman was so skinny. See? Yeah. No, you got to do something. So, and, and, and what my doctor told me, don't, my doctor told me, a nurse told me, don't eat any beef. 
and certainly don't eat any pork. I, I remember the day, back in the day, we would get a turkey and a Boston butt. Now, you ain't never had anything unless you had, until you had a Boston butt jack cooked right in the oven. Excuse me, you ain't had nothing. It'd be falling, when you're cutting it, it'd be falling down, the fat and everything be falling. Uh, shoot, man, I, I, I haven't, we haven't had Boston butter, any kind of pork for years. And one of the things I notice about pork, uh, uh, that it does something to you. Uh, I mean, there was a time when I would eat a little piece of pork or something, and, and I, I would notice a growth in an area where it should not be. Okay? And so that's what I did. I, I did what I had to do. We, I had to do what I had to do as, as the head of the household and to make things go. And so I thank God my daughters live in a mansion, drive a new Mercedes. They deserve it. They had to do things they should not have had to do around the house. That's just the reality. Ain't nobody putting down anybody. My wife is standing right here with me, helping me in the ministry right now. And I thank God she's here. I'm, I'm in the empty nest stage. I didn't get married until I was 30 years old. Or close to it. And so it's a miracle that I'm in the, in the uh, uh, empty nest stage. And I thank God... Uh, uh, that you know, uh, my wife has her issues, and uh, and I do too. But I thank God I'm not here by myself. I can tell you that. And uh, and we have a lot of fun together, by the grace of God. And 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 we we kind of I, I told her today we were reading the passage uh, together about how that Jesus had to tell the people to come apart a while because they were so many people were coming and going in the ministry and he said they didn't have the leisure time to eat. And I had already told my wife, um, I said, you know, we're so busy. I said, it's a blessing to be busy at this age. And, uh, and I said, to be so busy that you don't even have the time to eat sometimes but but uh, we can eat but uh, we do other things instead of that uh, oftentimes and uh, and she needs to eat more than me I don't have to eat but one time a day and I told her also I told her too I said we uh, have such a relationship that we need to stay busy we don't need to be sitting around here uh, laying around and leisuring around and so forth. We need to stay busy for the Lord. Anyway, but bring them up, fathers, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You have fun with them. You enjoy them. You talk to them. You get into their heads. And you can't do that if you're not in the house, fathers. This is the best time in the history of the world to stay home with your children, fathers and mothers. But some of you are so hot to trot, you got you you want to be in the, you want to be in the wind. You want to be seen by somebody else and you want to see somebody else. 
see what else is out there. You know, the most important place for you to be is in the house. And you can have church at the house today. You can do everything at the house. Have you seen that commercial with one of the SNL comedians? He comes in the house, the refrigerator talks to him like he's a human being, the stove talks to him, and then they start chanting, never leave the house, never leave the house, never leave the house. You'll get more done if you stay home. You get distracted when you go out there. You'll get more done. As old as my wife and I are, we are busy from the time we get up until the time we go to bed. Busy. For the Lord, doing doing stuff, significant stuff for the Lord, trying to do stuff. And you say, well, uh, why does it take you so long? Well, you know, we're not uh, we're not savvy in technology as our children are. They do a lot. They, if we had to do what they did, we wouldn't get. Uh, we wouldn't make it. We wouldn't make it, man. And uh, and so. When they, I told them if they are led of the Lord to get into another field and do something else, just give me a certain amount of time notice and uh, help us to get somebody else to take their place because they do a whole lot. They do a whole lot, and, and we, don't know, we don't know how to do it, and we, we, it's going to take us too long to do it. See? And so... Um, uh, we, we need all the help we can get because the things that we do do, uh, it, takes, it takes us all day long to do it. But I told her, that's how it ought to be with us. We don't have that kind of uh, romantic relationship where we can just sit around and sit on the porch and look at the sunset and hold hands and all that. We're not doing that. We will have sex together and we enjoy that. But as far as sitting down and drinking some iced tea on the porch and in a rocking chair and looking at each other, googly eyes and all that, no. You say, Preacher, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. No, that's just the truth, man. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you all how, and tell you how wonderful it is between us when it's not. That's what you all been doing for years. That's why you divorced and remarried. And you got a family over here and over there and over yonder. Okay, so... Don't don't bother me. Don't don't bother me with your mess. Let's pray for others. Holy Father God, we pray for every family, especially every young Christian family, that they would apply, read your holy word and apply it to their lives. Uh, so that their marriage can go well, their family can go well. And Lord, I pray that you will revive Christian families and save those families, that, couples that don't know you, so that they can leave their children to you and have some kind of structure. No family is perfect, it's gonna, but to have some kind of structure and uh, progress and moving forward and understanding that everybody ought to have goals and the family ought to have goals and so forth. And, uh, Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also pray for the millions, and yet we pray for a few by name 
of the people who are still hurting from the coronavirus plague, a plague of long continuance, and all of the other plagues that have come out of it. And Lord, we pray that you would comfort all of these people as only you can draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Pennsylvania resident Thomas McAllister. We pray for the family and friends of Rhode Island resident Lynn Daly. We pray for the family and friends of Arizona resident Judith Hannah Massey. And Lord God in heaven, we pray now for prayer requests that have come in. We pray for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. We pray that, Lord, you will uh, bless them with salvation and spiritual blessings, family and life blessings, financial and material blessings, protection and provision blessings, protect them all from the coronavirus plague and all of the other plagues as well. And Lord, protect them from the plague of murder that's running rampant around the world as well. And Lord, I pray for for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings to fall down upon them all, including these people and their special requests. We pray for Marie Grace. Please keep her safe secure and protected from bad people and gang associates stop these people from walking on her property and deliver her that's her prayer request lord deliver her from them please bless her with a safe place to live we pray for ptk please save him comfort him provide for him and his family and give them love joy peace and hope in you help him to look to you and not circumstances, his circumstances, help him to serve others and glorify you. We pray for Jensen. Please bless him with the Holy Spirit's mighty power and anointing and with all spiritual, physical, soul blessings, divine intervention, protection, wisdom, connections, and wealth, blessings. Bless him with anointing and gifts of the Holy Spirit, power and authority and fruits of the Holy Spirit in his life. Help him to do your ministry mightily in Jesus Christ's name. Deliver him from all curses and satanic evil works. Protect him from the coronavirus and bless him with prosperity in his own house in a blessed atmosphere. Lord, I pray that you'll bless all of us with those blessings. And we pray, Lord, uh, for the people who have gotten saved Uh, through believing in Jesus Christ because they heard the gospel preached in this uh, from this ministry and from this pulpit help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith we pray for Franz Ogomodici Bobby Shinwi Justice we pray also for the people who have recommitted their lives to you Uh, help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith Joan Stella Martha uh, O-M-Y-I and Salishu. We commit all of these souls into your hands and uh, as we do ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Dear friend tonight, if you missed the gospel preaching and presentation uh, tonight, uh, listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ 
the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind by Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. For God so loved the world, that means that he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, was willing to suffer, bleed, and die on the cross for your sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, Red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in God's sight. Jesus Christ died for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, trusted in him, trust in him, have faith in him, depend upon him, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and get your soul saved from this untoward generation and from hell and get your soul saved to heaven. Pray a simple prayer and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, make sure you pray without ceasing. Read the Word of God. It's been a joy and a blessing to be with you tonight. I want to thank my children, Daniqua Grace, Daniel Ezekiel, and Danielle Elizabeth, Breedlove, and uh, all of my other children as well who have helped in other ways down through the years. Uh, remember what the Marines' motto is, simplify which means always faithful. That's what God wants you to be, always faithful. He's always faithful. He wants you to be always faithful. The Air Force motto is Semper Supra, always above, always above. Keep your mind in heavenly places. Keep your heart and mind stayed upon the Lord, and he'll keep you in perfect peace. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow night, hopefully a little bit earlier. As the music plays the old hymns of the faith.